Welcome to Living Inside Out Today with host Joy Ross. Joy and her guests will help you learn how to think inside out so you can begin experiencing the God-given birthrights of joy, fulfillment, and freedom. Learn micro steps you can take today for macro results. It's time to dissect your everyday way of thinking. Now, here is your host, Joy Ross. Day. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. And welcome to Living Inside Out Today. I'm your host, Joy Ross. And hey, I want to welcome, if you are listening for the first time, I want to send a special shout out and welcome to you. And thank you so much for tuning in for the first time. I'm so glad that you've decided to join us today. And hey, I want to know, where are you listening from? Send me a quick note at livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com. Or if you're on social media, you can reach me there as well. If you're on Instagram, you can find me at Joy Ross Consulting. It's Joy with an I. Or for you Facebook folks, you can find me there either at Joy Ross Consulting on Facebook or Joy Ross 77. So I just want to hear from you. Let me know that today was your first time listening, where you're listening from. And I want to encourage you all right now, if you're able to do so, go ahead and grab a piece of paper, something to write with, or pull out your phone and go into the notes section and get ready to take some notes because our intention for every show is to share tips, tools, simple micro steps, actions that uh, we have taken myself and the guests on this show and found to be very helpful and that you might want to try to put to use in your own life just to help you in your journey to show up as the best version of you. So, hey, for my frequent listeners, welcome back. Thank you guys so much. I do not take you for granted. I realize that you have so many options on how to use your time. So I'm grateful and honored that you take time to tune in to this show on a regular basis and share with us. And whether we've personally met or not, I have such love in my heart for all of you guys, for all of the listeners, because I really believe that one thing that connects us all is if you listen to this show, that's because you're committed to personal development. You are committed to showing up every day as the best version of you. And you know what? I share that commitment. In fact, I created this show specifically with you, the listener in mind. Here's my aim for every show. It's to bring people on and have conversations that are uplifting, encouraging, and positive. My intention for every show is that this would be a dedicated hour that's free from negativity, free from divisiveness, free from anything that's not connected to love, inspiration, encouragement, because that's what we're all about on this show. We're about spreading love. We're about uplifting you. We're about encouragement. And we're about sharing stories of personal transformation from the inside out. So I am hoping and I am intending today that something would be said, a tip will be shared, uh, action step, 
will be uh, mentioned that you can grab onto and take away for yourself and try it in your own life. And I want to hear from you guys as you listen today um, and move forward. What were those tips? What were those action steps? What were the experiences that were shared as we move forward in the show today that really resonated with you? What was said that caused you to maybe think about something in a different way? Or what was said that perhaps made you feel encouraged? Um, Whatever you want to share, I want to hear it. And my personal transformation journey is actually the inspiration for this show. If you've listened before, you may have heard me share that for many years of my life, I lived according to what I refer to as society's blueprint, society's checklist for success. Uh, That was me, you guys. I grew up in an era where I had very well-intentioned adults in my life, people who loved me, who wanted the best for me, everything from teachers to Sunday school teachers to just adults that took an interest in my life. And I was um, influenced, uh, had this sort of picture in my head that if I followed these steps... If I did these things, that that would lead to a successful life. That would lead to happiness. That would lead to a rainbow and a pot of gold (laughs) at the end of it. And you guys, maybe you can relate to this. You know, for me, that blueprint included advancing my education and um, working my way up the corporate ladder into leadership positions and then continuing. Uh, Once I left corporate America to start my own business, to uh, rise and set goals and achieve and surpass milestones. And I did all of those things. And I'm very grateful. Don't get me wrong. I'm extremely grateful for whatever measure of success I've been able to achieve in my life up to this point. I'm very grateful for having been able to um, set and achieve many goals and surpass many milestones. But here's what I've found. And perhaps more importantly, here's what I've received deep revelation on, deep spiritual revelation on. It's this. There's no amount of education. There's no amount of money. There's no amount of titles, no amount of business success no amount of material possessions or living in a certain zip code or a community, no amount of any of those things, you guys, can bring true joy, fulfillment, or happiness. Contrary to what society often leads us to believe, reaching outside of ourselves to acquire and achieve things will never satisfy what our souls truly crave because the things that our souls crave, the things that we truly desire, most of us as humans, fulfillment, happiness, peace, joy, those things only come from the inside. Those things are a direct result of being rooted and grounded internally. I firmly believe, and I'm convinced in fact, that it's our thoughts, our beliefs, our mindsets, our faith, 
our sense of identity and self-worth. These are the things that determine to what extent we experience joy, freedom, happiness, peace. But again, often we have a tendency to reach outside of ourselves to acquire and attain things in order to fill these internal needs, only to discover that once we have the things, our internal needs remain unfulfilled. That was my experience until I began to live and look <clears throat> internally, until I began to live from the inside out. And my personal journey from bondage to freedom, from lack to abundance, from anxiety to inner peace, from disappointment to fulfillment and joy, and most importantly, the steps that I took to break free and experience transformation. My journey is documented in a couple of the books that I've written. I've written three, um, but there are two of them that I'll mention here. I think that these might be helpful to you if you are right now struggling, or maybe somebody you know is struggling with habits, perhaps addictions, perhaps cycles or patterns of behavior. Maybe it's cycling in and out of destructive relationships, or maybe it's food addiction or being addicted to people's approval, whatever it is, shopaholism, any type of addiction. If that's you or somebody you know, I believe that my international bestseller, How to Break the Cycle of Temptation, Addiction and Guilt from the Inside Out, has something in it that could help you in your journey to freedom. Uh, if right now your thing is that you're struggling with trust issues, maybe you've been disappointed over and over. Maybe you've suffered a lot of heartache, heartbreak. Maybe you're at a point where you don't really feel that you can even trust yourself and you've labeled yourself as, oh, I'm just one of those people that has trust issues. If that's you, I believe that there's something in my book, The Truth About Trust, The Secret to Thriving in Any Relationship, that might help you. I was inspired to write both of those books and share my journey because I believe that when we go through valleys, when we go through challenges, when we go through dark places and spaces, and we make it out on the other side, our triumphs and our victories aren't just for us, but others can benefit from our testimony. So you can check out both of those books either on Amazon, just search for my name, Joy with an I, R-O-S-S, or go on my website where there are some free resources that you can download in addition to finding the books there, joyross.com and click on the products tab. My hope is that hearing my story and hearing the experiences of the guests that I have on this show, you'll be ex um, you'll be encouraged and you'll know that you're not alone, that you matter. You guys, all of you listening to the sound of my voice today, listening to this show today, you were each created for a purpose. And here's the thing, no matter what circumstances you're facing right now, if transformation could happen for me and the guests on this show, guess what? It could happen for you too. So I'm excited to have with me in the studio today a really phenomenal human being. Um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce her and then we're going to get into some juicy conversation. My guest today is Michelle Moore. Michelle is a master coach, an author, a speaker, a transformational poet whose expressions pierce the soul at a young age 
Michelle became hyper aware that it was the perfectly polished, pretty girls who got the most attention. And she became fixated on mastering a flawless presentation in every area of her life. That was a commitment that resulted in over 40 years of emotional and physical self-abuse. But in an attempt to become more successful in her business, Michelle discovered the world of personal development over a decade ago. She became a fervent student of herself, obsessed with understanding her own choices and behaviors, inspired by her own life transformation after having spent nearly 10 years as a leader in the direct sales industry michelle began her journey as a transformational coach she is now a lisa nichols certified transformational trainer a master coach trained in neural transformation and you guys know we've talked about neurotransformation a little bit on this show. It's an approach that blends numerous leadership and healing methodologies to produce long-lasting behavior change in the body and the mind. Michelle is also a mentor coach who trains other coaches. Michelle's clients are able to experience more joy, feel more in control of their lives, and move through the world as their authentic selves, largely due to the transparency and vulnerability that she brings to her work. And I will say that I've experienced Michelle's work firsthand, and she quickly made it onto my favorite humans list, mainly because of her compassion and her loving way of advocating for others and her warmth and sincerity. So, Michelle, welcome to the show. I'm so honored to have you as my guest. <laughs> I'm like uh, in, like my heart is really full and I'm also super emotional. I am so um, just really happy and, and I mean, I think this is like gratitude, right? I am just really grateful to be here and be here with you and with the people that are spending their time, you know, their valuable time with us. Uh, today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Michelle, I like to start out each with each guest, just asking this same question. So I'm going to ask you thinking about challenges and obstacles, mm -hmm. specifically, maybe about the past 24 to 48 hours or so, maybe mm -hmm. this past week, what's one challenge that you faced uh, it can be in terms of personal or business mm -hmm. and what steps did you take to overcome it? Hmm. What a great question. Um, I would say that, uh, it was a, a more of a personal challenge. Um, I got, I got really angry. Um, I felt like, my boundaries were being, um, well, honestly, I felt like they were just not being considered at all. And I, I, I don't, I don't say anger. Like, I think that that's a, a bad thing in terms of challenge, but the emotional like overwhelm was making it very hard for me to do anything else. Right. That I had planned to do in my day. Right. Like the emotion, I remember reading a book um, by Robert Holden, and he said something to the effect of um, your emotions are not in the way of your calendar, right, of your schedule. They are your schedule. And so what what I did when I was just um, 
feeling really, really activated. It's a couple of things. Uh, first is just naming what's actually going on, right? Like actually saying, oh, I'm experiencing this right now, right? I spent a lot of years, uh, as I'm sure there's somebody out there that relates to this, pretending it wasn't happening and trying to like push through and power through, but just naming, hey, like I'm, I am angry, right? And then uh, tapping into uh, relationships that I have. Um, I have my partner and then I also have a coach where I could just vent and actually be with my anger. So naming it and then allowing it to be expressed verbally was the first way. The second thing I did when I recognized that wasn't enough is I started um, working out. I was like, oh, I can't go back to work. Let me move my body. Like clearly there's something that's happening that I need to be able to physically release this. And so verbalizing then the, um, physical like release of it. And then I didn't try to change it. Uh, so that was also really important. If that was what was present for me, I just let it be. I allowed it to, um, just be in my space and welcomed it in my space without deciding it was wrong, that it needed to go away, that it should go away by now. Um, and I just gave myself the time to, to be with it. I kind of felt like, um, like a teenager almost, right? Like angry like that. And it was just this morning actually. So it, it took not 24 hours, but it took the space for me to be able this morning to start to write about it and, and journal about it. And so I think those three things for me, um, in terms of expression, verbal, physical and then written are really helpful. And then also naming what's going on and then not rushing to say, oh, this is a problem that I need to actually fix. I believe that those steps, at least for me and a lot of the people that I work with, allow the anger to be able to alchemize into something really powerful. Mm, Oh my gosh, Michelle, that is powerful. And that quote from the book, uh, emotions are not like say that again. It's it, they're not uh, impediments to our schedule. They are our schedule. Yeah, I, I don't know that that's the exact wording, but yeah, that's the essence of it, right? They're yeah. not. So many times we look at them like, oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to be sad. I don't have time to be upset. I don't have time to be joyful, right? I don't have time to be excited. I've got all these things to do, right? Even you know, connecting what you were sharing, which I so relate to your story. Thank you so much for sharing what you shared at the beginning. But I'm just like, I've got all these things I have to achieve and all this yeah. stuff I have to do. But but our emotions, they're not uh, they're not an impediment, which is a great word that you just used. They're not in the way. They are the way. Oh, I love that, you guys. Uh, okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're not done with this. We're just tapping the surface. We're we're going to stay on this, I think, for a little bit more because this is something that I think uh, affects all of us as humans. Regardless of where we are in our journey, we have emotions. And I love how you're describing this, Michelle, that it's not emotions aren't something that we should be in a hurry to just like get rid of or push past, or I don't have time for this. I can relate to that. That definitely used to be me, but allow that to be expressed and then move through it. They don't have to stop us. Cause I didn't hear you saying, oh, I shut down and just allow myself to feel it. And then I was in a ball curled up on the floor, but you were going on with your day, being aware of it and literally moving through it. So You guys, we're going to take a very short break here. Don't go anywhere because we've got so much more um, on the other side of this break. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel with a replay of the show Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you dream about success but wonder how to get there? Hillary Caesar and her guests will reveal how they relaunched into lives they only dreamt about. Their stories will inspire and surprise you and ignite your inner sparks. The Relaunch, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. You are listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And welcome back, you guys. So we are here with Michelle Moore and... Michelle, just before the break, you said something that really struck me and you were sharing how you were challenged, uh, had a situation challenged you and just this morning and how you realized that you were dealing with anger and how you processed and moved through it. And one of the things that you said that I really just want to pick up on briefly uh, before we move on is you mentioned physical energy. Like you realize, oh, this is in my body. I need to move and allow this to pass through. So can you just talk a little bit about the importance of that? Because I think what a lot of times we tend to do is mentally try to process and work through our emotions, or sometimes we get into that like self-talk and, oh, okay, wait, I don't have time for this. Let me just like, you know, shift out of it. Or these other things that we try to do to trick our minds into moving forward. But I found it interesting that you mentioned physically letting it pass. So talk to us about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I believe that our emotions, they are stored in our body. And so if we don't allow them to like 
complete their cycle, right. And fully move through our like physical experience, then we'll carry them with us. And, and I don't, on, in this moment, I don't remember who said it originally. Um, it might've been Freud, but like emotions that are not expressed, right. They don't go anywhere, right. Like the, the emotions that are in our body, they need to be released. And, and if we think about them, that's important, right. For us to process things mentally, that's an important part of the process. But one of the things that I forget, and I think a lot of humans do this is that we're actually animals, right? Like we are like our bodies are animals. And so I always think about my, my dogs, right? I have three dogs and they'll get like really, really riled up. And then I don't know if any of your listeners have, have pets, but dogs, they'll shake, right? Like they'll just shake to be able to release like the stress that's in their body. And so it, it actually becomes really important, whether it's dancing or running or literally just like, I gotta, let me get this, like, let me get this out. It can really help facilitate the release of the emotions that are, that are in our bodies. Otherwise that cycle gets stunted, right? It gets, we get stuck. And that's where I believe that emotions, if we don't release them over time, right, when we get full of them, they will come out, but they come out in less controlled ways or we get sick, mm-hmm. we get disease, we get, um, you know, uh, uh, gastrointestinal issues, we mm-hmm. have um, autoimmune diseases. And I believe that a lot of that is connected to unexpressed emotions that are being stored in ourselves. And so giving ourselves that experience to be able to release and also get our adrenaline up, right? Like there's, there's actually, I believe there's a lot of power, like positive power, not force power from our anger. If we allow things to be able to like alchemize, but a lot of us just stop it. And we don't bring that energy and that like kind of movement that when we, you know, safely, right. When we uh, punch a pillow or yeah, I've told clients before lay on the ground and throw a temper tantrum, like safely put blankets down, put pillows down, be on cushy carpet and just pound your little arms and your feet or go for a run or jump on a trampoline or do kickboxing or even just ride an elliptical, right? Or do a a, a, a aerobic class that gets your heart rate beating and allows you to express physically what's gotten stuck in your body. Uh I love that. I'm definitely taking that tip away because I I agree. I think when we let that stuff, those emotions fester, it it can literally make us sick. Right. Yeah. Um, But why do that when we can let it fuel us Mm. toward something beautiful, right? Because who doesn't need a workout? Right. Right. (laughs) Maybe you aren't going to work out and because you're angry, it's like, oh, I just ran five miles or whatever. That's a good thing. So, Michelle, I want to I want to get into a few things. There were certain things that you shared with me in a recent conversation that really resonated that I think will also resonate uh, with the audience. So I just want to kick things off, really. And I'm going to throw some of your own quotes Um Gently and lovingly, I'm going to I'm going to toss them to you and then ask you to talk to us about these things. And so I'm thinking that 
this is the time of year where a lot of people go into a mode of reflecting back on the year, looking at what did I want to accomplish? What have I accomplished? And sort of getting in a frame of mind to start setting goals for the upcoming year. And um, sometimes that can lead to some negative emotions, right? We can start to feel like, oh, I didn't do as good as I wanted to and things like that. So you said to me, quote, you said, I began to recognize that a performance and perfectionism mentality was driving me. And I think performance mentality, which I shared right in the opening, that was definitely part of how I was living my life. And this perfectionism mentality is something that a lot of people can relate to. Um, Can you talk to us about how you transformed and went from performance and perfectionism into something else? And like, what effect did that have on you when you were struggling with those things? Mm, What a great question. Um, You know, when you were sharing your introduction, you were talking about how you moved from like anxiety, I believe you said to peace. The one that really landed with me that I just remember was when you said bondage to, mm. to freedom. Mm. Uh, I remember when I recognized probably, gosh, probably 20, I don't know, maybe 2015, 2016. But I, I don't remember the date, but I remember the moment when I just recognized that I had I actually was like addicted to um, like a, a, attention mm. and it sounds to me I, like there's a part of me that I'm like, Ugh. like, but it was real because it, well, let me back up. So I looked up what addiction meant. Right. And, and it, mm. it talks about like this devotion to this dedication to this obsession with right. This mania. And the last word they used joy was enslavement too. Oh. And that's what I was like represented to. when you said the bondage, I was like, dang, because for me, I believed that if I was perfect, then I was going to get attention, right. That that would equal the attention, right. Mm-hmm. And attention, because it didn't stop there that I meant attention meant that you approved of me. Mm-hmm. And if you approved of me, that meant that you loved me. Right. And if you loved me, that must be because I was worthy. So I made all of that mean that my perfection was like my self-worth, right? So how that affected me, um, I I was burnt out. Um, I was low grade, angry all the time, right? Like it wasn't like what I shared about like the, the, the yesterday and today, this morning, it was more about this like resentment that was like right below the surface that I didn't, I felt like I couldn't tell anybody about, I couldn't express because it was going to risk that they were going to love me or approve me or want me around. But I was just like irritable all the time. And I, I was also super jealous because I saw like all of these other people in the world that I had sort of glamorized, right? Their experiences of life where, and I just felt this, like, it's not, fair 
energy. Like I'm working so hard. I'm doing all of this stuff and they have all this joy and they have all this peace and they have all this stuff that, that I don't, I don't have. And I didn't, it wasn't until I really started the process of writing my story that I started to recognize, oh my gosh, this is where all of this is, is coming from, right? It's, it's coming from this worthiness, this, this unworthiness. And, you know, again, so much of my my details are different, but my story is connected with what you shared at the very beginning. I remember being on stage in my direct sales business, having achieved one of like a, a very prestigious award and celebration and being so deeply like depressed and like empty inside because I felt like I've done all this thing. I've performed. I'm, I'm perfect. Right. Like whatever that means. And, and I've, I, I look beautiful and I'm doing all the right things and I'm saying all the right things and I'm getting celebrated and acknowledged. And I still didn't feel good enough. Mm-hmm. And, and even though that was a very, very low time for me, I think it was actually really pivotal in, in answering your question about how this like really started to transform was my recognition that like, this is not the way, right? Like oh, I'm yes. never going to be able, like I'll joke sometimes, Joy, and I'll say like, listen, if it was possible, right? To like achieve your way into self-worth, I'd have done it. And it sounds like you would have as well, right? Like we would have done it. Absolutely. If it and it it just wasn't, it wasn't possible for me. And so that moment of just recognizing this isn't working. And now I've got to start to figure out how to self-source my self-worth, right? It's not other people worth, it's self-worth. That's mm-hmm. what began that process. It was not something that was overnight. It's something that that took me, um, I mean, it's still something that I'm like presently continuing to to nurture and work on within myself, but it's been a, a like a process, not a one-time event, but starting with, okay, this thing that I'm doing right now, this is actually no longer working for me. Yeah. Oh, that's so rich. And I was going to ask, and you just partially answered, because I I do think this is something that affects a lot of us, because I too, Michelle, feel like I'm far along on the journey, but I'm still in the journey. Like I'm very much, I I very much have to be present to, oh, if I'm not careful, I can slip into performance space, right? Or perfectionism or whatever. So for people who are listening, who know that this is them, mm-hmm. uh, their whole MO is about perform, 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 do, do, do. And like you and like me, they're maybe at a point where they're realizing, Ooh, this is not working. I'm not feeling it's like, usually it's secretly too. Right. So like you're secretly feeling, I'm not really happy. What would you say what could you share with those people in terms of like maybe the first two steps that you took to move forward? I kind of heard you saying that the first step was just recognition and honesty with yourself that, okay, this is not working. Like just that awareness and admitting that to yourself, right? Yes. It's, it's interesting because uh, it is working, right? But, but it's not, right? Like it does work, which is actually the problem. And that was something that was um, a little bit uncomfortable for me to admit where as I was like, you know, the truth is like, while it is possible to unconditionally love and accept yourself when you've been functioning this way for a really, really long time and it gets results, right? You said, Joy, you were an achiever, right? 
top of your game, you're winning. And so there was this moment where you really couldn't talk me out of the idea that that like harsh perspective and unrelenting perfection demand was for my benefit. And so I had to recognize, okay, it is helping me perform well. What are the costs? And I had to be really, really honest about how else it was impacting my life. And it wasn't, and I want to say this because I think it's important for those of us that that fall into this type of pattern. Naming what was happening doesn't necessarily mean you have to jump up immediately and make any changes, right? And so I think for me, I didn't want to acknowledge it, right? I didn't want to say I was burnt out. I didn't want to say that I was exhausted. I didn't want to admit that I was sick. I didn't want to admit that I was that low grade angry all the time because I didn't know what the solution was. I didn't know what the next steps were at that moment, right? But you have to be honest with yourself, right? There's no true love or um, intimacy without honesty. And so if we're going to embark on that relationship with ourself of self-worth, we've got to start with being honest. So recognizing that it's not working, number one, and honestly, Mm -hmm. how is it affecting you? Yes, you're achieving. What else is happening? Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's so good, you guys. Yes. So I can't believe that it's time for our next break. This is going to be our last break, though. So no worries, folks. We're going to take another short break. We're going to come back and we're going to go a little deeper into some other topics. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You have the power to be stronger, live fearlessly, and enjoy the benefits of a great life. Listen for Fearlessly Authentic with host Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody has proven at an age when many start to slow down that she is just getting started. With two grown daughters, a successful business that she started at 50, a finalist in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and a two-time world bikini champion, she's ready to take you to the next level in your life. Fearlessly Authentic airs Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. 
are listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And welcome back, everybody. So right before the break, Michelle, you had said something really profound, and I want to pick up there and then hop over to another related topic. So you said that when we're in this mode of achieve, 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 perform, 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 do, 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 one of the problems is that that does work, right? So it's hard to break free from that. And even though it's so not working typically in terms of how we're feeling on the inside, then it becomes scary. Like how do we get off of this um, road that we're on? So I want to bridge over and talk about attachment and detachment because you and I talked about that and you, I remember you saying a couple things and I'll let you hop in Uh, wherever you want to hop in on this, but I thought these are profound statements. On the one hand, you said that it's hard when you're good at something to detach, Mm -hmm. even if that thing is not ultimately (laughs) good for you, like in an aligned sense. So you also said that you've been recently uprooting the -hmm. way that you relate to the world, which to me also is a form of assessing what am I attached to? What do I need or want to detach from? So just talk to us for a little bit about attachment and detachment and how, what that's meant, what that's looked like in your life, sort of what you, some nuggets that you've learned. Yeah. Oh, it's, you know, I love what you kind of lovingly tossed my way, right? Like it's hard when you're good to detach. And and what I immediately thought of when I heard you say that is there's a difference between what we want, right. And what we need Mm -hmm. and the, the, the parts of me, right. And I think I see this with a lot of the people that I work with is that the parts of us that want the attention, we want the celebration. We want the the recognition. And, you know, again, this goes back to that honesty, right? It's, it, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like that is a, a human desire, but, but those parts of me were really, they want, like they, they believed that those things would lead to my worthiness. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that what I needed was something different, right? They wanted that from other people. They believed that my self-worthiness would be something that you, Joy, right, would gift me, right? You would give it to me. Other people would give it to me. Teachers, my parents, my loved ones would give that to me. And so if I let them be in control of my life, then they would be doing all of the behaviors that were set up from their perspective to get that want met. And it's my job, just like I believe a parent would do with a child, right? That's like, I want to stay up all night. Okay, cool. I know you need to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I had to start to um, I had to start to uh, separate those parts of me from those circumstances and other people and start to tend to my own 
tend to my own needs. The reason I would get so attached to results, to outcomes, right? Like I would need um, this show to go really well. I would need from, and, and I say need in that desperate way, like that's more of the want, right? From those, those parts, I would, I would really, really believe that that was the way, right? If I, if I do really well, if I'm perfect, if I say all the right things and do all the right things and look the right way and don't mess up at all ever, then I'm going to get my, my needs met. Then I became attached to the outcome, right? I became very, um, attached to it because I needed that to go well in order to feel good. And so the detachment came in with like, okay, I'm going to start to take ownership of feeling good and take that pressure off of my performance. And so when I use that phrase uprooting, you know, I, this pattern for me has been, you know, like a lot of us, it's been operating for years and years and years right? We learn as very, very small children, all of us, how to relate to ourselves and how to relate to the outside world around us. And just because of the circumstances that I grew up in, I learned that if I made sure everybody else outside of me was good and I was good, then I would get my needs met. And so I had to, and still am in the process of, because I do believe this is a lifelong process. I believe that this is a, this is a journey. This is not, and I had a different attitude for a while, Joy. I believed it was like, okay, let me hurry up and fix these things, right? Which is still the performance. I had the same performance perfectionism attitude toward my personal development uh, for right. a period of time. And if that's where you are, it's part of the process. So you're good. There's nothing wrong with that. But the recognition that like, this is a long journey has made me start to realize like, okay, I, I need to look at how my roots were planted, which were in other people giving me my self-worth and my work, my approval, my validation, all coming from them. I've got to start to unearth those roots and then re-root them myself in my own, in my own soil. Uh-huh. That's so beautiful and profound. And and what jumped out at me, Michelle, while you were talking, like, first of all, this, <clears throat> again, it's back to noticing and being aware, right? Looking within ourselves, having a conversation with ourselves about what is it that I want? What's a want versus a need, which is crucial, right? And as you were talking about that, I just thought how universally applicable that is. I actually thought about how in relationships, very often, people end up getting divorced. People end up splitting up because of looking for the other person to fulfill an internal need that no human being is capable of fulfilling. So no outside person, no outside achievement can make, can give us our sense of self-worth. I love that you dropped that. That's so rich. And listeners, I hope that you guys are encouraged um, by this. Michelle, I loved that you said, and so I'll repeat, this is an ongoing journey. This is not an overnight thing. So you guys, if you're listening and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is me. And I'm realizing that I'm looking outside. I'm looking at all the people in my life. I'm looking at all the external things in my life to give me my sense of worth. Oh no. I just want to encourage you that actually 
it's not an oh no, it's really an aha. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. now that you realize, aha, uh-huh, now you can begin to spend a little more time, uh, like Michelle was saying, and just start to look at what is it that I need? What is it that I want? And Michelle, I'm going to repeat back what you said. Start to look at what can I source myself instead of outsourcing. That's mm-hmm. so rich. Um, on a related note, Michelle, I'll just go here, jumping around in my notes, because this is where we are in the conversation. You said, quote, that we need to realize that we're not the center of the universe, but we're the center of our universe. Mm -hmm. Can you just touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. It's... I first want to say that to the last thing that you just shared, it's so important to begin that process of self-sourcing and it likely won't feel good because those like that desire is still going to live there. Right. So it's kind of like when you're, you know, taking a break from whatever, right. You're like, I'm no coffee December, right? Like when you start to take away the coffee, it's not going to feel good. And your body is going to be like, we want coffee. We need coffee. Coffee's going to make this feel better. It's the same thing of like, when we start to self-source, those parts of us are going to be like, no, 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 we need other people. We need other people. And so I just want to put that out there in case anybody's like, well, I'm starting this journey and it's not feeling good. That's totally and completely normal. Yeah. I spent a lot of my time to answer your question uh, about being the center of my universe. um, I spent a lot of time trying to fix the circumstances, right? Everything outside of me, trying to fix my income, trying to fix my business, trying to fix my, um, just my happiness, my, my joy, trying to fix my relationships with friends or parents. And what I started to learn is that I'm the common denominator in all of those things. And so I spent a lot of time believing if I could control the outside, that the benefit would be that I would feel better on the inside, right? And you alluded to this in in your introduction, right? Like I do this, I get that. If I do all of this really well, then I get to feel good. And this is the essence of the inside out to me. Like when I hear that, because I am in no way the center of everybody else in the world's universe. But when it comes to my life, when it comes to my experiences, I am at the center of that because I'm everywhere I go. I'm in relationship with all of these different elements in my life. And so when I started to recognize I'm at the core, I am the center and all these things, they actually revolve around me. I don't revolve around all of them. Then it started to encourage me to keep doing that personal work of understanding where these patterns started from, understanding um, where I learned to outsource, right? And doing whatever individual healing work needed to happen. Because once I did that, the other things either solved themselves, they were no longer issues, right? Because if I don't need your validation to know that I'm worthy, then the pressure to perform is gone. 
I can just show up and be me because I know that even if I bomb, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm good because I, I have my self-worth, right? And I can learn lessons and I can improve, but my self-esteem, my self-worth is not on the table for debate. And so that's, that's what that means to me. I am, I'm the nucleus, right? In, in my cell world. Yeah. So I'm thinking about people who are listening, who are loving as I am, everything that you're saying, and maybe they've not done any personal development work, um, you know, even becoming aware or getting a deeper understanding, as you mentioned, doing self work. So for somebody who wants to go on this journey, um, what would you maybe say to them? You know, is it like get a coach or counseling or sit in journal? Like, just drop maybe one or two quick tips. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on where you're at, right? So whatever you, if there's a call or a pull towards something, lean into that. Um, that would be my first, my first thing. Um, start to spend time in what I call a feedbackless environment. Um, that's something that's really, really important uh, in the journey of reconnecting with, with who you are and with what you want. So what that looks like for me is unplugging and unfollowing um, people. We spend a lot of time filling space with noise and, and other you know people's stuff um, and just allow yourself to just be with you. And, and if that feels really, 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 really uncomfortable, then yes, get support. And that might look like a coach, um, somebody that is more in like, not just in goal setting, right? That's a, a powerful coach, but somebody that is actually trained and equipped to help you with more of the inner work. It could look like a counselor or a therapist, um, just to be able to have support in the process. You're not, you're not, I don't know anybody who's doing this alone, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody that's able to do this alone. And then the other thing is something that I actually heard uh, from somebody else years ago, which is just remember that you're not going to walk 10 miles into a forest and get out in two. So be patient with yourself and, and gracious with yourself as you're embarking on this journey. The likelihood that you've been in operating the way you've been operating for a long time yes. is high. So be gentle with yourself. It's not going to be an overnight switch. Thank you so much, Michelle. And you guys, we're actually out of time. I know that you want to know more about Michelle. And if you want to connect with her, you can find her on social media, Coach Michelle Moore. And I want to know what spoke to you guys today. Uh, write to me, livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com or message me on social media. Let me know what you took away from today, what resonated, what helped you, what encouraged you, um, or if you have questions about anything that we discussed, because my goal is to serve you. So until next time, and you guys, we've got a super awesome show in store next week as well. So you definitely want to tune in next Thursday. But until then, I'll leave you with our final tip. And you guys know that around here, TIP is an acronym for transformation is possible. And it's a step-by-step -step journey that begins with just simply making a choice to live inside out today. Until next week, love and peace.
Thanks for listening to Living Inside Out today with Joy Ross. We hope today's episode has been insightful and helped open the doors in your life to the joy, fulfillment, and freedom you have been seeking. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.